and it's going to be ugly. I mean, it's going to be at least as bad as 0809. People don't want to say that, but it's, it, you know, downturns always are worse than the one before, and upturns are always better. What's good, everybody? This is Marcus from Black Mary Death Free, and you are checking out our quick cast. Let's get it. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Quick Cast, powered by Black Mary and Debt Free. I am very happy to be here. I am very happy to be here with you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for clicking that listen button. You know, that means a lot to us. We appreciate it. We don't take it lightly. And uh, welcome. So, on this week's Quick Cast, I really wanted to talk about something that I saw that uh, gave me cause to pause and uh, is in the area of real estate, specifically commercial real estate. And if you followed us for any length of time, you know that we are real estate investors that invested single family homes out of state. And uh, another way to invest in real estate is multifamily homes or even a step higher commercial real estate. So a multifamily home, um, could be any number from two or more units. Now, anything under four units is still zoned and uh, mortgaged as a single family residence. But anything five units and above are multifamily units. And of course, you know, if you're talking any strip mall real estate or any office building real estate that's more uh, in the commercial category and I saw something that just kind of made my jaw drop we are on the heels of a potential commercial real estate crisis similar to the single family crisis that we had in 0809 now in 0809 mortgages uh, adjustable rate mortgages ran rampant. Um, people were getting money that weren't necessarily qualified. And we know they were just giving out loans and giving out homes. And when those loans needed to adjust and the payments ballooned, folks were priced out of their homes. Right. And we know that that really turned the market on its head and, was essentially the great recession as we know it. that that was kind of the catalyst to the great recession the the housing market in the single family sector now we are on the heels of something very similar in the commercial realm now you may be saying well that don't have nothing to do with me that has nothing to do with the average person because we're not in you know we don't invest in commercial real estate or we don't live in commercial real estate a lot of times. Right. So it's like, what does that have to do with us? Well, as we know in the economy, the U S economy, one, it's like a Rubik's cube, one sector having a issue affects other sectors. It affects wall street. It affects the market. So we're going to talk about it, but before we do, I wanted to play this clip from this gentleman that really is, more eloquently explaining what I just explained. So check this out, y'all. Joining us today, Carroll founder and CEO Patrick Carroll, whose company manages more than 33,000 multifamily units across nine states. Patrick, great to have you. 
Um, those are big words. Uh, talk about what needs to crack in order for us to get to that end point. Uh, you know, and unfortunately, in that in this situation we're in, things have to bottom out, and they haven't bottomed out yet. I was just reading. There's 1.5 trillion dollars of debt maturing on commercial real estate, and by 2025, so sellers are not realizing how much their properties have lost value, and they're not willing to dump their properties yet because they haven't felt enough pain. They're about to start feeling pain. These lenders are spooked. There's no lending going on. There's no transactions going on, uh, and it's going to be ugly. I mean, it's going to be at least as bad as 0809. People don't want to say that, but it's, it, you know, downturns always are worse than the one before, and upturns are always better. I've rode the wave of, of price appreciation, rent growth, things like that, since 2011. Well, the party's over, unfortunately. It's going to be okay in multifamily, but the office market is going to be destroyed. You know, hotels are going to be destroyed. It's going to be ugly. So, wow, that, that was a lot to break down there. So let's let's kind of take that piece by piece. Uh, the first thing that stood out is that he's highlighting the the great time period we've had from like post 0809, which you know, that thing kind of bottomed out and bottomed out, meaning it got as worse as it was going to get probably around 2010, 2011. And it started to turn at that point. And so since then, since the bottom of the Great Recession, the real estate market in all sectors, single family uh, home appreciation, uh, rent has has gone up commercial real estate appreciation like everything has just gone up because when it's at its lowest i mean what what else is it going to do right so he's highlighting that hey if you've been in real estate in any capacity from 2010 to current you've ex- you've experienced some some great growth me and shire talk about even a home that we bought in 2018 which really we jumped in you know eight years into the to this uptick that he's referencing. We bought a home in 2010 or I'm sorry, 2018 for 104,000 and it's worth 170. Now we didn't do anything to it. We didn't make any improvements. We pretty much just rolled the wave. So that's what he's describing there. He's also saying that in 2025, many of the mortgages on commercial real estate are going to uh, need to be adjusted. Now, what am I saying here? When you're investing in residential real estate, like you, you get a term mortgage, you can get it fixed. Me and Shire like to get 30 year fixed. Boom. You know what your payment's going to be. You lock in your rate, you go forward. You can always go back and refinance if you want to. Now, with commercial loans or loans for commercial real estate, the way I understand it, it's it's the lending is totally different. Right. The way they judge lending is at is absolutely different. Uh, They don't just use just your credit score, your credit history and and all this. They're using uh, different metrics to determine if you are a qualified candidate for a loan, right? Also, what they do is their loans are for shorter. You can't get a 30-year fixed on a a commercial building, right, downtown or whatever. 
they loan it out in smaller increments where where at the conclusion of a like I say a 10-year loan it will adjust and many real estate uh folks that own commercial real estate end up refinancing before the adjustment now that's something that makes a lot of sense when the market is doing good but unfortunately in by 2025 1.5 trillion dollars of real estate nationwide commercial real estate nationwide will need to will 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 be adjusted right or it will need to be refinanced either way either you refi or you adjust it's it's going to adjust to whatever the current rate is and we know that rates are way higher now than they were for you know even two even a year or two ago so for many of these folks they may have gotten their loan for the commercial real estate five ten years ago and now it's set to adjust in 2025 and it's going to adjust to a enormously higher monthly premium with the adjusting of the interest many of these folks won't be able to sustain themselves uh i read a story about a gentleman that had like a three thousand unit apartment building that went into foreclosure because it came on due to where it needed to that that loan needed to adjust and when it adjusted he's not he's no longer profitable right what whatever you're using that property for and whatever money you receive from the use of that property can no longer pay the the adjusted mortgage or the adjusted loan. Let's say it like that. Not not a mortgage, but loan on the commercial property. So it's going to really add tension to the already troubled economy and, and market in general for the United States. So let's talk about that a little bit more. Um, it says Wall Street is worried. Uh, it says Wall Street uh, is worried at the news uh, of the loan performance. It says in March 24, a report from J.P. Morgan Chase analysts warned that 21% of office loans are destined to go bad when lenders losing and uh, with lenders losing an average of 41% of the loan principal on the failures that produces potential write downs of 8.6%. We're going to get to that. Uh, it says with banks losing 38 billion on office mortgages. Now let's really just nail that home because you may be saying, well, how's that going to affect the market? Right? What did we see and what did me and Shira highlight with the, with the issue of the Silicon Valley Bank. The bank closes down and depending on the size of the bank and the leverage and the power of a, of the bank, we'll see the US government bail the banks out. We saw that in 2009, 2008. It doesn't matter what causes the bank to fail. It matters does the bank fail and does the United States government say we really need to prop this up because this is going to be a bigger issue for us. Right. In the Silicon Valley Bank, we know what the issues were as to why that failed. They were trying to buy uh, bonds and they bought them 
at a bad time and had to sell them at a bad time. And there was also a rundown on the bank. People wanted to withdraw their money. Okay, that was that issue for that bank's failure. But we need to understand this. The banks are the institutions that loaned these office buildings the money. They make money on the interest of those loans. Banks aren't in the business of owning real estate. The real estate is just the leverage to ensure that they're getting their money by way of when you pay your bank for the the home you own, the car you own, the commercial real estate you own. That's how the bank makes their money. They don't make their money on the car. They don't make their money on your home. They don't make the money on the commercial building that they don't they don't do. They don't deal with that. They make money from you. So what we're seeing here and what has banks worried and in turn, the federal government worried is that when these loans become bad, naturally, I can't it's too much, too rich for my blood. I got to walk away from it. In essence, like a foreclosure. So what does that mean for the banks? They're no longer getting that money. The person walks away from it. And now the banks just have real estate. But banks aren't property managers, right? And that's what happened in 0809 with single family homes that banks, when people were foreclosing, banks started just short selling the house because they want to get something from it. They don't want to own physical real estate. That's not what they're in business to do. And so it causes a, uh, I want to say it just it causes a weight on the banking system that they can't sustain. And then what will happen eventually when something gets too heavy, you'll eventually see the banks collapse because of this potentially. And so this has huge implications for the economy at large. Okay. And so that's what banks are worried about. And that's what Wall Street ultimately is worried about. So this is something to definitely keep an eye on. This could have huge implications for the market at at large. And so while you personally might not be see like, well, how does this bother me? There's always a Rubik's Cube effect to things that happen in the market. And so this is something we definitely want to keep an eye on going forward. And like the gentleman also highlighted, it might not be today. It might not be six months from now. A lot of these, the bulk of the loans don't come due until 2025. But man, if we haven't learned anything from COVID, we should know that time is moving. It feels like it was 2020 yesterday. And here we are in 2023 in April. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be 2025 before you blink. And we're going to be coming back talking about this and 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 so what you want to do now is to see the landscape come up with your strategy see what you know just keep an eye on it and that's what me and Shire are doing and that's why these quick casts I think are valuable because we're gonna try to uh, compress and put these big 
concepts, these big financial concepts into bite-sized pieces or layman's terms so that we all can kind of understand it and figure out what where we fit in this puzzle. So I hope you guys enjoyed this quick cast. If you did, do me, do Marcus a personal favor and please leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening. This helps us out so much. I want to thank everyone who's been downloading and uh, checking out the Black Mary Deffrey podcast. We're going to keep these coming for as long as y'all show up. We're going to keep these coming. So if you like these, please show us your love. Show your boy some love. All right. Love y'all. And I'm out.